What's going on, gym bros and gym girls? My name is James, and welcome to the first episode of Gym Bro Talks, where we dive into the minds of bodybuilders, get you educated on how to build the most aesthetic physique, and talk about topics that help with life success. Today might just be the coolest day of my life. The man himself is sitting right in front of me, Noel Dazo, aka Daddy Noel. How you doing today, Daddy? I mean, sir. <laughs> hey, gym bros, gym girls. Uh, James, appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me on. Um, excited for our chat. Uh, I uh, had quite a hair-raising experience earlier. Um, I experienced my first tornado, so crazy. I survived it. Here I am to tell the story and to uh, answer some questions. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so just to let you guys know, Noel honestly is one of the most genuine and, and the nicest guy I've ever met, honestly, um, through our you know short interactions. Before the podcast, I even when, before I launched it, I, uh, I needed a guest and I messaged Noel. I knew it was a long shot and um, I knew I was going to miss 100% of the shots that I don't take. So I, sh- I shot him a message. And he actually replied in two minutes and said yes. So here you are. I'm so excited. And uh, let's get these questions going because I have some questions I've been dying to ask you. Yeah, let's get into it. And uh, I mean, you're right. Like, t- don't, don't, don't miss out on any opportunities. Don't sleep out on, in, don't sleep on any opportunities. Um, I mean, it's all about taking risks. And uh, I mean, I'm proud of you for just putting your neck out there and making shit happen. You know, I wish uh, a lot more people were as forward in terms of, um, you know, pursuing their uh, uh, opportunities. Yeah, thank you so much, Noel. I mean, I, I think it's just so important that people are creating opportunities rather than waiting for them. Yeah, I mean, from my side, you know, always willing to to um, to help out, and uh, I mean, participating in. In, in your podcast, an opportunity to to help um, inspire people with with our discussion today. You know, I I got into fitness for for different reasons. Um, I think to uh, other other than many influences, um, a lot of people I think chose this career path, which, which has since become a career path. Uh, or let's refer to it as an opportunity uh, with the intent of you know. Um, remuneration and making money I I legitimately started uh, I mean I have a business I have a, a software uh, engineering firm which I had for a number of years um, and my reason for getting into content was never with the intent of um, making money it was really with the intent of helping and changing lives um, I have made money in the process. I'm very fortunate for that because it's allowed me to focus more time on content. Um, and, you know, if anything, it's really provided a better quality of life. So, I mean, having said, always very appreciative of any opportunity and always willing to help out and give up my time, you know, especially to young, inspiring um, influencers like yourself. Yeah, I really admire, you know, what, what you're doing because I definitely think a lot of people... Um, definitely a lot of influencers on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. They're, uh, you've probably seen it. They're spreading a lot of false information uh, and just to kind of get more views and get more likes and, and make money. So I really, really admire um, what you're doing because, I mean, I love watching your videos. I've watched every single video starting from the first video. 
So thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a lot to take in sometimes because I I often go back and I, I when I, mean, I look back at some of the content um, that we started to put out and a lot has happened in the last twelve months. You know, um, it's it's really been a it's been an interesting ride. It's been a very fun journey up until now. Uh, a lot of it has happened over a relatively short period of time. Um, I mean, I look back at some of the content and I, I, I can't help but cringe at a lot of it, you know, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad it's evolved and uh, our, the quality has improved and, you know, but yeah. it's, it's always nice to kind of look back at where, where it all began and where it all started. And I'm very thankful and appreciative to the OGs like yourself that have been there from the start. So thank you as well. Yeah, hopefully I can be like you one day. So you just launched your um, own pre-workout. Yeah, yeah, uh, Godzilla. So I, actually we at HQ, um, one well, at Rise HQ, that's one where the tornado shelter was. So as soon as we got the tornado <laughs> warning, <laughs> it was the oh, first nice. place that we could uh, seek some sort of um, safety and salvage from yeah. the tornado. So uh, we headed out here and... Uh, I mean, it's it's a great place to film as well. Um, a lot of the content generally gets filmed at night. It kind of suits uh, the theme that we've established as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, at Rise HQ, um, always a tub on hand, available and ready. I'm joking, Jordan actually went to just fetch this for me quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Godzilla. Uh, this, it's 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 been in the making for a while, and I was just so glad to see it actually finally you know come to life uh to the point where we started to get some samples and to the point where we started to see some designs and then to the point where we finally received product you know i was actually in dubai at the time that we released a product around black friday and i mean there was uh samples and product being shipped back and forth but um, yeah, man, it, exciting product. It's kind of my go-to. Um, probably a little bit biased, you know, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's 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 a badass uh, pre-workout. Um, it it packs a punch, you know. So probably not a daily driver for everyone. Um, the fortunate thing is, obviously, there's two scoops in a full yeah. serving. Um, so you can do a single scoop or on those um, big workout days, you know, you're training legs, um, then two scoop it all the way, man. So, you know, getting into, you know, a little bit of the, the deeper questions. I know you've made a lot of videos on obviously that inspired a lot of a lot of a lot of people. Um, what would be, you know, some advice that you'd give to people with self-esteem issues and kind of are just afraid to go to the gym? Um, you know what, my best advice is always go to the gym, you know, you got to start somewhere and you got to get comfortable with the environment, you got to get comfortable with the equipment. Um, it, it might be a little bit overwhelming depending on the time that you go. So for someone, for a newbie that's recently joining or attending the gym, probably want to we wouldn't want to go at a peak hour. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of people just say, you know, I want to go to the gym, but I don't know where to start. 
my best advice is just go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, step a foot in the gym and just slowly get yourself comfortable and familiar with, um, you know, the environment, the people, the equipment, the exercises, and ease yourself into it. Get comfortable and make it enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I think... That also kind of plays into motivation. I know one of your videos you were talking about how you know you really shouldn't depend on motivation. Um, discipline is is really where it's at. And I think you know a lot of times motivation can last. I feel uh, from my experience training a lot of clients as well. I feel like um, movement really create creates motivation and results creates motivation. So like you said, you know just take, taking that step into the gym and really just getting kind of used to the environment. And just just going at it, you're definitely going to be seeing results. And you know, for myself and for a lot of other people, we kind of just get addicted to the gym. And so um, that's what I what I really like about the gym is when you go, it's like a stress relief for me. It, you, you feel good. You kind of just let it all out. Asking how how many days a week are you currently going to the gym? I would go seven days a week if I could. Um, I have to stop myself from going. So I have to kind of force myself to take rest days um, because I understand the value and the importance of those rest days. But I absolutely love my time in the gym. It's it's a place where I can just, you know, spend some me time, break away from the problems in the world. Yeah. And uh, just it's my happy place, you know. And I, I say to, to a lot of people, you got to you got to establish your why, you know, mm -hmm. um, my, my why when I started working out versus my why now is, is vastly different, but my why is what keeps me going each and every single day. You know, um, yeah. my why when, when I started out was, uh, I lacked self-confidence. I was very insecure. I was bullied, I was mocked, um, I was extremely underweight, um, introvert, you know, and I'd gone through a breakup, found myself mm -hmm. with free time, no friends, and yeah, I mean, I just uh, thought the gym would be a good place to, one, put on muscle and build up my confidence, and two, meet people. You know, and mm -hmm. that it was, that it did, it, 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 that it brought for me. So, um, you know, versus now, uh, it's, it's a place for me to continue to work on myself so that I can have a physique which inspires and motivates others, you know. So I kind of feel like there's this pressure on me to to look a certain way so that I can be of inspiration to others. Do you ever lose motivation? I don't think I've ever lost motivation. However, um, what I can say is when I prep for a show, uh, as I do competitive bodybuilding, so when I prep for a show, it, it, at that point, it feels like it's a job. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's another job. Um, and what I can say is I don't enjoy training then as much, um, you know, because it, it feels like I'm leaving work to go 
to work, to go to another job. Right. So it's, it's it, you know, I, I still go every single day. Um, I still put in maximum effort, but I can say I enjoy it less during that particular period. Um, you know, but uh, for myself, I, I can't say I've ever reached the point of, you know, having no motivation. Um, you know, at... I think it has. You, you've got to make it as sustainable as possible to the point where you enjoy it. Um, right. You know, for anyone that's getting into it, uh, for someone that was to get into it, and for it, for it, for them to go through what I did in terms of uh, prep and working out through prep, prep could be quite a major deterrent. You know, um, or taking up you know, bodybuilding or strength training because your friends want you to versus doing something that you're passionate about and that you actually enjoy. Um, for me, I'm an advocate for being fit and going to the gym, you know, and working on yourself and improving your, your yourself. So, you know, I kind of see myself as a gatekeeper to to inspire the youth and to get them into the gym and wherever that may lead them, you know, whether you want to go into CrossFit or whether you want to go yeah. into bodybuilding or um, powerlifting, strength training, you name it, whichever, mm -hmm. you know, but explore it, see what you enjoy and follow your passion within that. And if you're following your passion within that, uh, it's very unlikely you, you'll face, uh, you know, or, or, or be demotivated in the process. Definitely. I, I definitely agree that that passion is a is an incredible driver. Now, um, when you were talking about uh, when you're prepping for a show and you're going to the gym and it, it's kind of feels like a job, is that also does that also apply to when you have to cut, when you have to watch your diet even more? Because I'm cutting right now and it's just I have so much cravings and it's just so hard. Does that also apply to diet as well? Yeah, um, look, it, 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 diet is tough, you know. I say to, to I mean, because I work with a lot of athletes, um, and I say, you know, training is the fun part. Training is actually the easy part. Uh, it, it's, it's the dieting, it's the eating, which is the challenge, you know. Um, it's about the preparing of the meals. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Uh, it takes a lot of preparation. It's about yeah. the controlled eating, um, eating what you should, when you should, you know, uh, it, it yeah. therein it is the challenges. And so, again, off the bat, if you're going to go straight into following a diet, it's going to be a challenge. Um, you're most likely to get demotivated and it's not very sustainable. You're most likely to fall off the wagon. Um, so I say to a lot of people that are starting out to kind of ease themselves in and rather work um, through a process of elimination. So let's get rid of the bad things and mm -hmm. slowly start cleaning up, slowly start introducing, you know, start eating regularly. So start eating regular meals for starters. Um, Right. Establish what your your calories are. Establish what your macros are, and then slowly start cleaning up 
to the point where you can really start following a strict and controlled diet. Um, that, in my opinion, is the most sustainable way. Right. And um, especially with prep, you know, it's as as you as you as you go along, and it depends what sort of diet you're following. Um, if you're going to go the, you know, rice, chicken, and broccoli uh, sort of prep, you know, find ways to flavor your food to make it more enjoyable. Sure. Um, you know, be it through low calorie sources or be it through spices. Um, get creative and you know, uh, just make your meals more exciting and more enjoyable. Uh, it's it's all about sure. finding a more sustainable approach to doing it. Otherwise, yeah, eating eating really can be a challenge, and uh, that's that's typically where you see quite a high drop off. Um, you know, but if you if you make it enjoyable and if you're following it and you're seeing results, results generally um, help with motivation. Right. I was just going to say, you probably feel very satisfied by the end of it. It is. It is. And I mean, once you've gone through that process, it's, it's very difficult because a lot of, you know, a lot of people um, that are competing for the first time, uh, it can be, it can be a real challenge. You can develop these cravings and you'll want, you know, uh, I, I did. I mean, I, I developed these bizarre cravings. I used to crave, I'd never... I couldn't stomach parmesan cheese, and I couldn't. Uh, I, I'd never really had ever uh, this uh, dessert or a treat called baklava, um, but I started to develop yeah. cravings for it. It's it's almost like my mind. Wow. Uh, it it was the 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 foods that had the most flavor, um, and they had the most sweetness. Uh, <laughs> visually, what I've seen through pictures or. Uh, I started mm -hmm. to create these things, you know, because of what um, I'd cut out. And this was with my first prep because I had just gone like cold turkey um, and really gone with boiled chicken, boiled rice and broccoli. I mean, it was it was it was pretty brutal. But that, it was my first show. And like you slowly, um, you know, fine tune these things as you progress. But uh, in the beginning, yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, having said uh, afterwards, everyone's like, yeah, no, I'm going to stuff my face. I can't wait. I'm going to eat so yeah. many chocolates and I've already started my stockpile and I've gotten all my sweets and chocolates and I'm going to absolutely devour pizzas and burgers. Um, one, you know, that may last for a couple of hours because you're going to have severe stomach ache afterwards, yeah. you know, and you, you, you're gonna get down the first couple of uh, burgers or pizzas or chocolates, and then you're gonna you're gonna feel very uncomfortable. You're gonna have you're gonna feel nauseous. Um, you're gonna have a lot of stomach ache, and you're not gonna mm -hmm. want to eat these things, you know. Um, right. And so I I mean I, I I kind of encourage a lot of people to to prep for a show, even if you're not prepping for the for the um, for for the sake of stepping on stage. Uh, prep for the sake of doing a mock prep, but challenge yourself. Challenge yourself mm -hmm. and go through the process of doing a, you know, a bodybuilding prep. Right. Because what you would gain from that is far more value, far more valuable. The discipline 
that you will gain from that um, will filter through into your training, will filter through um, into other aspects of your life, you know. The sort of discipline that you get will filter through into a relationship, will filter through into your working environment. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a very life-changing experience and process. Mm. What, what would be like the first thing that you'd eat after a show? For me, my go-to was always pizza. Um, my nice. kind of go-to cheat always uh, was pizza. I, I love pizza. Um, <laughs> so after my last show, um, I actually put, managed to put down three pizzas. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had two like savory pizzas. Um, uh, it was like a barbecue chicken, avocado and feta cheese. And the other one was um, bacon, brie and cranberry. Um, oh, wow. Strange combination, but, but great, great tasting pizza, especially when you when you've been in prep. Um, and then the third pizza was actually like a sweet pizza. So it was like a chocolate pizza with, um, with Oreo and, oh. uh, yeah. I've, n- I've never had a sweet pizza before. Yeah. Oh, look back home, back in South Africa. Um, you know, it's there are certain establishments that, uh, have these sweet pizzas, but I think like uh, pizza hut, I'm, I'm sure may, may have similar. I, I, actually haven't seen anything during my stay here in the States, but uh, they do exist. Since we're on the topic of, you know, uh, prepping for a show and, and such, what would you tell a, if a 19-year-old came up to you and it was like, Noel, um, I want to start a cycle, what would be something you would say to this 19-year-old? So, number one, uh, at the age of 19, it shouldn't even be a consideration. Um, Mm -hmm. I would want to make sure that the person has really made their absolute best attempt at um, getting their nutrition in check, uh, following um, a, a, you know, a, a eating plan of sort that is suited to their goals um, and, you know, desired physique in terms of what they want to achieve. you know, that they put their best efforts into that. They look at their supplementation um, and they look at, uh, obviously, they're they're getting the max out of um, training. But, uh, yeah, that, you know, because if if you haven't nailed that down, even if you're considering uh, a course, which at that age would be very... um, problematic for your hormones but you know at at even if you haven't nailed that down you're still not going to get the desired results that you're expecting um so first and foremost just nail down your eating uh some of the best results that i ever saw um i mean i've been training for a number of years and it was only since i really managed to nail down my eating um, the changes that I saw in my physique, I, 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 I just, you know, wish I could, if you could turn back the clock, you know, if you could go back and if mm. you could change that one thing, I really wish 
um, well in advance, years prior, that I focused, that I understood what calories were and macros and what my calories were for my goals and what my macros were for my goals. And I really had a better hand over that um, because I can only imagine or you know think of where I would be at this point if I did yeah. that many years ago. So, yeah. And so like with diet, you know, like I find it's it's actually very shocking to me back when I was working at the gym and I had, you know, some clients come to see me and I had this really shredded jack guy come up to me. I'm, I'm asking him, you know, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch, dinner? Just to kind of know what his nutrition is like. And this guy literally says, I eat cereal, milk, breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all I eat. And this guy is just absolutely shredded. So I think, you know, for a lot of people out there, you, you can still achieve the aesthetics uh, body of your dreams. Um, for some people, it's just going to be sooner than others. And I think that's not, not something that you should be discouraged by. Some people really are blessed with better genetics. Um, you know, I, I look at some of my friends. I mean, they can just look at chocolate and put on weight, you know. Um, right. <laughs> it, it, genetics do play a role in that sense. Um, you know, I look at the progress that I made and I, I think back, having said, you know, um, once I really did clean up my eating, uh, I, I saw drastic changes in my physique. But I still am surprised at the progress that I made considering what I was eating. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my diet... Mm-hmm was terrible um i Mm. was well below my protein requirements um i was i was eating rubbish uh this was obviously you know years ago um whilst i was still kind of experimenting and kind of getting into training and um you know but i i think for a lot of people in that same position would have ended up putting on a uh significant amount of weight um but obviously my body was able to process that a lot better and yeah genetics do play a role but you know um some people are going to be able to eat um and get far better results some are just really gonna have to nail down the eating but you got to see what works for you yeah protein is is so so important because i feel like a lot of people, a lot of people actually are not getting the amount of protein that they should be getting every day. Like, I mean, for myself, when I started working out, I was 150 pounds and I was probably getting around 80 grams of protein a day. And now I'm eating, you know, so much, so much protein compared to before. And I think it's just such a crazy difference how much my diet changed. And, you know, the moment the diet changed, the results just kind of came really, really quickly. Um, and so would you say like, you know, about one gram of protein per pound of body weight on a daily basis is kind of like a good rule of thumb to go for? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, pounds, kilos, it's a little bit different for myself, but, um, I think that's a, that's a general rule of thumb or ratio that you can work on Mm -hmm. for those that, uh, I mean, what I advise is obviously, 
uh, get familiar with, with, with your calorie requirements. There's, there's more than enough tools that are available now online um, for you to arrive at a far more accurate um, you know, estimate or calculation in terms of what you should be on. Um, but as a general rule of thumb, that's, that's general, yeah, the general ratio. I want to kind of talk a little bit about um, aesthetics and obviously you should always train every body part, every muscle, you know, more or less equally. Um, but say, you know, this guy at the gym, he really wanted to impress the hot moms walking around. What muscles would you say would be the most important in terms of aesthetics to train? So it, look, it depends on the person. Again, genetics do play a role. Um, for myself, I when I started working out, I focused solely on chest and arms. You know, it's because it made me look more impressive in a t-shirt. And when I went out, you know, I might have looked more impressive, um, you know, going out at, at, to a nightclub or whatever. But uh, I, as a result, I neglected um back and legs and i think a lot of a lot of people that i'm familiar with have the tendency to do so you know um but obviously you want to go for and i think the industry is shifting so to answer this in a roundabout way i think you know for my generation it was all about mass you know and it was it was less about aesthetics. It was more just about mass. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas today, I see a complete shift in 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 how aesthetics is looked at, and I think aesthetics is one of the key driving factors here. Um, yeah, you know, where you want to go for the X frame with the the broad shoulders, the small little yeah. waist. You know, um, get nice big legs. Big sweeps on the big big sweeps on the car on the quads for the legs. Um, so there's a lot of focus and attention around aesthetics at this point. Um, you know, the Arnold, there, there's there's certain ratios uh, in terms of what perfect symmetry should be, but you know whether or not that has changed or, or, or shifted. Obviously, it's about finding the balance. Um, give equal attention to certain body parts. You know, having said, I, I see a lot of athletes training for different divisions or categories. For example, men's physique. Mm-hmm. You know, and the men's physique athletes uh, neglect their legs because obviously they're being covered in board shorts. So, you know, right. legs aren't of... Uh, much importance mm-hmm. um, but I find that comes back to challenge them later in right. their lifting career you know depending on what division or category they want to move up to mm-hmm. you know a lot of these guys have a tendency to move from men's physique into classic and being in classic there's a lot of emphasis around legs and then it's a matter of playing catch-up and it's right. not that easy because it takes a number of years to develop the legs and work on the legs up until the point that they're symmetrical to the upper body, you know. Um, right. And a big set of legs is certainly very impressive. 
you know, a big set of legs and a big set of shoulders gives the illusion of even a smaller waist. And it just adds to the overall aesthetics, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think uh, to avoid that, I think a lot of people should um, just get comfortable and familiar with a full body overall workout, you know, paying um, equal attention to various body parts. And right. you know, I, I really wish at some point someone actually was, was brutally honest enough and cared enough <laughs> to, to be straightforward with me and saying, you know what, no, I really think you should focus more on your legs, you know, or I really think you should focus more on your lats. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it's, it's difficult because we judge ourselves and our appearance based on what we see in the mirror, you mm -hmm. know, and so what do we typically see in the mirror? We typically see chest, we typically see shoulders, we typically see arms. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't necessarily see a back. We don't see much of our back. We don't see much of our hamstrings. Yeah. But a lot of these uh, body parts are what are winning shows and competitions. And so naturally right. should be given equal attention. Re-adults, I think one of the most um, underrated, underdeveloped, you know, muscles. Um, but if worked on, the the definition you know, that it gives, that 3D look that it gives to the shoulders um, really contributes so much to the overall aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, be a good gym bro and have a have a one-on-one, -on -one, heart to heart be brutally honest and tell your yeah. gym bro what he's lacking, what you feel he should improve on, you know. Um, I wish someone, I, I wish someone had done that for me. Um, I mean, I, I, I can tell you now, I had a gym partner for a while and he never trained legs. He just, every <laughs> single leg day, even as I realized I need to improve on legs and I started to work out legs, he refused to work out his legs and he would skip out on every leg, leg session um, to the point where he actually looked a little bit awkward, you know. Um, right. And I didn't have that conversation with him, but, you know, I, I actually wish I had is to say, you know what? Guy, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, Jim Guy, Jim Dude. Um, <laughs> I really feel like you should focus on legs. I mean, I really feel it's lacking to a large extent. And as a gym bro, you know, I should have taken up that uh, responsibility. So yeah. be a good gym bro. Be a good gym bro. <laughs> what I find with my experience is I also, when I first started working out, was only trained chest and arms. And what happened was that my chest got so tight and shortened that my shoulders kind of started rolling forward like this. Pull your shoulders in, pull shoulders forward. Exactly. Yeah, and my, and my posture became really really bad and to kind of work backwards and kind of reverse that just took a while and it was a lot of work so i'd recommend just from the get-go just just really balance it out and also it, it can lead to injury um oh, yeah. i mean the the fact that i neglected legs and more specifically hamstrings mm -hmm. um when i started to do certain back exercises uh be it a deadlift you know certain exercises my my uh hips my glutes were very weak and 
Um, I often used, I mean, faced a lot of injury, had a lot of inflammation as a result. Mm-hmm. You know, so as, as you mentioned, you know, with the issues that, that you had in terms of posture, um, with that comes certain risks that we run uh, performing exercises with incorrect postural form too. Yeah. So it's, it's more than aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, I find it's, it's so much science and it's a lot of hard work. Lot of science and a lot of hard work mm, yeah. it is it is and i think to the point where uh it can be a little bit daunting and overwhelming you know for a lot of people mm-hmm. uh especially when you start getting into the competitive side when you start doing competitive bodybuilding you know that's when the real science does come into it mm-hmm. but um you know just for for most people wanting to get into training um, just, just start, you know, just go. And what, what I wasn't unfortunate to have was social media. At the time I started working out, um, a lot of the resources that are available today. Um, I mean, my, my channel, my platforms and a lot of others, um, Mm -hmm. there's some great channels out there. There's some great platforms that offer very valuable advice, you know, um, take the time, go through, watch the content, familiarize yourself, be a sponge, take that information in. Uh, It's not necessary to learn the hard way. I learned the hard way. I really did. I went, Mm -hmm. I learned the hard way because I didn't have the information. The information wasn't freely or readily available. And so I, I don't want my audience to learn the hard way you know i would um i've paid my school fees in that sense and that's (laughs) why ultimately i try and just uh repackage a lot of the mistakes that i've made or a lot of information um that i've gained over the years and through my experience into short form relatable content that ultimately would save them a lot of time in getting them to achieving their goals yeah so obviously you're a lot of people's you know favorite influencer especially mine who would you say is kind of your favorite influencer my favorite influencer so uh to answer that one i had influences which got me into bodybuilding i would like Mm. to i mean just give mention to them uh jay cutler you know uh he's Mm. he's still He's still active, still on social media. I still follow him, follow all of his stuff. Um, he was a big inspiration to myself when when starting out. Um, you know, some of the guys that I really enjoy at the moment, we've got the likes of uh, Joe Aesthetics. Yeah, um, Joe Aesthetics, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a great guy. I just, I love his energy. Um, you know, um, the information again the way that he puts the information out um very enjoyable content so yeah to the guys that kind of got me into it to the guys like joe that are really doing exceptionally well at this point um you know the the thing is i've it's it's almost like there's been a shift in terms of the way influencers are approaching social media you know i think we've Mm -hmm. We've passed the days where it was just 
posting pictures and saying, you know, look at me. You know, yeah. I have a six pack, look at me. To, to really, so call it visual motivation, right? I think that's really what a lot of them used to offer. But now it's more of providing real value and educational information, you know, um, yes, plus definitely. the motivation that's really mm -hmm. adding a lot of value and offering good advice um, and, yeah, in, in inspiring a lot of people and getting a lot of people into fitness and um, making it a lot more sustainable and enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So I do have just really quickly two more questions because I don't want to keep you for too long. I know you're busy. Um, one one question actually I think uh, would be you know funny for a lot of people, um, and you've made some videos on this already. Is you know like f fapping before workout? Does that um, affect your workout? Because for some people, obviously, you feel kind of lethargic after. And for some people. You know, some studies uh, apparently suggest that it actually helps helps you build muscle. Um, so, what would you, what would you what would be your take on this kind of situation here? Yes, I've I've done a few videos on this, uh, which actually did very well. I think it's a subject that has a lot of people's attention. Um, yeah, and, I mean, everyone does it. Lot, yeah, it has a, yeah. has a lot of different different views because. Some people feel absolutely lethargic afterwards, and some people feel very energized and enthusiastic mm -hmm. afterwards. And, and so there are yeah. different, um, different views and different perspectives of it. But when it comes down to the studies, the effects that it has is so minuscule, you know, um, right. that I think it comes down more specifically to the person and how the person responds um, than how than how the body responds. So if you find right. it makes you lethargic, um, probably best to avoid it. You know, I mean, you want to have you you want to go into your workout. You want to have a lot of energy. You want to have a lot of enthusiasm. You really want to go. You really want to smash that workout. Mm -hmm. So probably best to save it for after. You know, but if <laughs> if it works for you, if uh, if you're gonna push out some big PRs. Uh, by doing it prior, man, then you you do you, King. Like <laughs> whatever works for you. <laughs> I don't I don't um, I don't discourage it. Uh, you know, there's there's this whole thing about you know, no, not November, and yeah. um, you know, actually, it it was during that period I was in Dubai, and I mean, I did. An interview with with Larry Wills. It, it was really quite. Um, I mean, comedian. Co I saw that. Yeah. His, his, his response. Um, <laughs> you know. So if 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 there's no need, um, if you're doing it for other reasons, if you're doing it to test your discipline, you know, um, mm -hmm. then do it for that. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the benefits. Uh, in terms of working out, then I, I really feel it comes down to personal preference. Definitely. I have just one last question for you. Obviously, this show is, is a lot basically about diving into the bodybuilder's mind and trying to get to know, you know, what makes this person 
successful. And I know, um, I think in a video you were driving a GTR. Do you do you drive a GTR? Or I know you were also driving a, a Civic. Yeah, I, I, so I, sad story. I actually put up a, I did like a Q and A. I don't do many of those on, um, on IG tonight. And one of the questions came through and the guy is like, you know, GTR. And, um, I said, look, I, I miss it. I, you know, if, oh. um, I miss it, like, like it, like it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm so sentimental over that vehicle. Um, it's like a, it's like a child, you know, and, and I'm, mm. I'm having separation anxiety from my child at this point. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's back home. It's in SA, it's in storage. Uh, I left it on the trickle charger. Mm-hmm. Um, someone occasionally goes just to start it up, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking at, you know, it, it's a little bit, you know, uh, uncertain times in the sense where I don't know where I'm going to be next month. You know, at this point, there's a lot of travel in a very fortunate position to be doing a lot of travel. And mm-hmm. I mean, but with that, there's certain pros and there's certain cons. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm here in the U.S. now, uh, probably be here until around June. Um, I mean, it'll be a good couple of months that, that I won't be back in South Africa, but then uh, I will be going to South Africa. And then I really have to make a very difficult decision in terms of what I'm going to do with a vehicle. Um, right now, mm-hmm. busy speaking to people to look at the possibilities of doing a right-hand drive to a left-hand drive conversion. Um, oh. Yeah, because I mean, South Africa is obviously right-hand drive vehicle, so it's, right. it's not that simple in, just in terms of bringing the yeah. vehicle here. Um, yeah. Or to most places, I think only around 20%, per, 20% uh, of the countries are actually right-hand drive, so majority are left-hand drive. Um, but, I mean, the, it is possible to do a conversion. Um, and, I mean, that would be first prize because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, just sell the vehicle and you can just build a new one. But I think if there was the perfect build for me, you know, in terms of sound, it, it's, it's not about speed. It's, it's, it's about aesthetics. You know, it's about yeah. sound. There's so much. Um, the way that that car has, the, the vehicle has just... Um, you know, it, it just resonates so perfectly well with myself. Uh, I would be very heartbroken if I had to get rid of it. Um, mm. You mentioned the Civic. Uh, beautiful vehicle. I've done quite a bit of work on that one, too. Um, that's the uh, Honda Civic, the Type R. Nice. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm a big JDM fan. Um, great vehicle. I love it, but I... I wouldn't be as heartbroken or as sad having to get rid right. of that one. You know, right. I, my mother's driving it at the moment, and she's certainly enjoying it. <laughs> but <laughs> it might have found a new home already. That's funny. So, I mean, I would love a GTR in the future. My dream car, I'm currently driving a 2010 Camaro. But if I were yes. to, you know, hopefully get a GTR in the future, I wanted to get to know a little bit more about your day-to-day routine because I want to do exactly what you're doing. So day-to-day routine um, at the moment, okay? Yeah. Uh, so I have a, a, a software business in South Africa, um, which I have had for the last 15 years. Wow. Um, 
And it's a bit of a challenge at the moment. It's a bit of a struggle because as we're starting our day here, they're ending their day there because of the time difference. Mm. And they typically start their day when we end our day. And I'm talking like around midnight, 1 a.m. So um, right. Time, is, time right now is a challenge. It's a major struggle. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, typically what I do is, and this has been in transition. I've been working on this transition to, you know, uh, putting in more time towards social media at this point. Um, whereas before, when I was, when I, when I was solely like um, dedicated on building the software company, I was working probably around 16, 14 to 16 hours a day, you know, wow. as, as much as 16 hours a day. Um, I'd wake up immediately, get to work, take an hour for gym, I allocated myself one hour, you know, everything was by the watch, um, everything had to be very controlled, I had a strict schedule, I get back um, home, eat dinner, and then I'd be working again until typically around 12, 1 a.m., um, and it was just this repetitive cycle, and it's been like that for so many years. Then social media came into play, um, and I really had to kind of juggle my time. Um, it was a challenge, I must be honest, uh, because I managed to squeeze in, so I would typically go, I'd have a workout, I'd get back, have dinner, film, um, edit, upload, I mean, this whole process can take around three, four hours uh, to the point, oh, yeah. you know, with, with the, uh, um, uh, Jordan, who works with me, he he was also doing this like part time to the point where we managed to get him full time uh, working on edits and filming and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then I used to then I started to slowly allocate more hours of my day towards social media. Right. And then I got to the point where I was allocating days out of my week towards social media. Mm. Um, you know, now I'm at the point where I'm allocating uh, hours of my day towards the software company. So this this process has taken around 12 months. Uh, I've been grooming an individual to take over and make sure that that business is still operational. Mm. You know, I don't want to see that business fail or f uh, or, or, or fall because of my pursuit for my passion or something that I'm right. enjoying or what I'm enthusiastic about. So I had to make sure that it's still, you know, the wheels still turn. Um, it's yeah, something that, yeah. you've, you know, you've worked really hard for and it's kind of like your children. Mm. You never really want to let one of them die off. Yeah, a literal like yeah. blood, sweat and tears, you know. Um, yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy in South Africa having a business, um, you know, so there are there are a lot of challenges around that. Um, so literal blood, sweat and tears that I managed to grow the company to where it is today. And but yeah, um, so sorry. So typically wake up, uh, depending if I'm doing competition prep or not, uh, will depend on how much fasted cardio I do in the morning. But I'll typically have um, so a black cup of coffee, some black coffee. Um, I'll get on the treadmill or the bike and I'll just hit out some cardio. I'll catch up on initial emails whilst I'm doing that. So kind of just a distraction, you know, just yeah. um, hitting out some emails. And it, uh, it just, you know, takes you away from uh, the actual cardio that you're doing. Uh, and just helps, uh, 
you know, um, yeah. past time a little bit quicker as well. I don't hard particularly like cardio, just <laughs> yeah, throwing this out there, but it does certainly help past time. Um, and then I'll get straight on to breakfast, uh, get breakfast out the way. And um, then the whole morning, I typically got meetings, I typically got calls. Uh, I'm very meticulous about my meals, so uh, everything is timed. Uh, I make sure that I, I try and make sure that my meals are prepped. So I try and make yeah. sure that I do at least two to three, you know, uh, days a week where I do a decent cook up. I like to cook my own food. Um, and I'll just do like a lot of chicken breast. I'll do a lot of rice. And then just before I need to eat, I'll find ways of, you know, just assembling the meals and just making them a lot more enjoyable, you know. Um, and so I'm meticulous about what time I eat. Everything is by the watch in that sense. Um, then, yeah, then it's uh, off to the studio um, to start filming content. Mm-hmm. Leave the studio, typically go to the gym. Back home, uh, we have a home gym, um, but I prefer training at the public gym. Um, I find my... Better energy. You know, my, my energy, um, my work ethic is a lot better. You know, it's, uh, it's just a different environment. People are there. People are there to work. Uh, and yeah. I kind of thrive with that energy and that atmosphere. And I tend to push a lot harder than what I would at the gym when it's myself, you know. Um, so for that reason, and also in terms of time management, I find like, you know, you're at home and the gym is always there. It's always open. Then I would get a little bit you know, too complacent and uh, I would maybe have a nap on the couch because I could, you know, mm-hmm. and wake up and have a meal and slowly walk into the gym and have a workout and a workout could last an hour to three hours, you know. Um, so just for me to structure my day better, I, I would eat, get in the car, go to the gym, have a good workout get back home and in the home gym we use as our, our filming environment there where we do right. a lot of different types of content mm-hmm. um and then after that uh i still have i have a, a training academy so usually after the gym whilst jordan is busy doing the editing um i'm sitting working on on the academy so that typically takes around two to three hours and then afterwards the videos are ready to post and then i like to be very involved in terms of engaging with the audience um, so I'll upload the videos and then I'll start interacting in terms yeah. of commenting, DMs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just broken the day down into different time slots or different yeah. allocations. Um, right. you know, for me, I'm, I'm all about structure. So I like to have that structure in place. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it just, just helps me manage my schedule a lot better. Yeah. So I think a big thing to take away from today's show is that a lot of people are saying, you know, I have no time, I have no time. But, you know, look at Noli, he was working, you know, 15, 16 hours a day, but he still found time, you know, for the gym. So I'd say, you know, don't have time, don't have results. You got to make time for, you know, what what you want, especially for cardio. I think cardio is important. You know, I absolutely... It really bothers me when people say that because I hear that just far too often, you know. Um, I don't have time to work out. Uh, I don't have time to prepare meals. Like, I know what it's like to not have time, you know, and still I put in my best effort um, because I want 
I want more for myself, you know. I want, I have this, I have goals, I have uh, aspirations, and I need to put in the work in order to get there. So it really, at the end of the day, it comes down to attitude and not time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll, you'll find the time. You'll, you'll you know, uh, it's very easy to get so caught up in your day um, yeah. But by adding a little bit of structure to it, then you'll see that you'll be able to find the time. Yeah, I, you know one one final question because since we were you know talking about cardio and you know how cardio is pretty important, it, it kind of what jumped in my mind because I remember I was training a few cops uh, back at the gym, and uh, you'd be surprised that I took this guy through. A ten-minute, you know, regular dynamic warm-up uh, that high schoolers would do uh, during PE, and and then he like almost died. Like he is so nauseous, he wanted to throw up. He was like, "Give me a second. And so it's just kind of crazy to think that, you know, a cops, you know, would have you know kind of a, a little bit of a lower tolerance for cardio. But what what would you say? Um, why why is cardio important, and and how much should you do? So how much should you do uh, really depends on what your goals are. You know, um, myself, when I am bulking, I typically do less cardio, but I still do cardio uh, versus when I'm cutting, I put in a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. There are general guidelines in terms of how much you should do per week, right. um, but it comes down to you know the importance of doing cardio for overall health mm-hmm. you know so there are there's there's a few factors here to consider there's there's um your physique and your goals and what your current condition is uh mm-hmm. it depends on your age i mean there's there's a number of factors um but what is your body fat percentage what is your goal weight what is your desired weight you know and how much cardio should you do um, versus, you know, uh, how much calories you're consuming at the same time. So there is obviously a bit of science behind that. And there are some yeah. calculations that you're going to have to do. But, you know, aim for around uh, 150 uh, minutes a week. That is kind of the s- suggested um uh, average uh, guideline in terms of light cardio, um, and that's more for the health benefits of it in terms of heart health. But yeah. if it's if it's for physique, um, obviously those numbers would vary considerably based on what it is yeah. you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I think a good principle to go by. What I learned was the FIT principle, uh, which stands for frequency, intensity, time, and type. So you know, depending on what your goal is, just, you know, try and I think your whole workout program, whole diet program, everything, it just depends on your body and, you know, what you're trying to go for. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I know, I know, you know, initially we said five minutes and then I went to 10, 20 minutes and, and now it's been an hour. So I apologize for that. But uh, do you, you know, have any last words that you'd like to tell everybody? No, I, I I assumed it would take this amount of time. I tend to talk a lot too, so I tend to get <laughs> carried away and I tend to have quite long-winded answers. And um, 
but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think it was some very good questions that were raised. I think, um, uh, I hope it's going to be valuable and insightful, you know, for your audience. And I hope that really they'll take something from this and, you know, ultimately any sort of content that I put out, I put out with the intent of um, helping, inspiring, benefiting and, you know, adding value, contributing positively to a person's life. Um, and that's that's even down to the type of podcasts and um, the interviews and typically what is discussed because I just want to make sure that there's something that someone can take away that's uh, that's ultimately going to benefit them from this. So uh, yeah. appreciate the time that you put into it. Appreciate the questions that you uh, have asked. Um, admire what you're doing. I wish you all the success with your show and I hope you... Thank you have uh, some really cool people that you bring on and let them tell their stories and let them uh, to spread, you know, positivity and education and uh, value and purpose. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so, so much because I, I, I know you're super, super busy and uh, I, I just can't believe, honestly, that I'm even sitting here talking to you right now. So it's just incredible. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. Thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Like I said, um, in closing, you know, um, I think best advice to anyone who's thinking of starting, just start, you know, yes, just don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Get into the gym, get a weight in your hand, get on the machine, you know, and take it from there. Yeah. Um, don't let it deter you. Don't be too concerned about you mean, how to do exercises. I hear so many people saying, I want to, but, you know, let's remove the buts from it. Let's just take that bold leap and get you into the gym. And, um, you know, you'll see it's not such a scary place. I think the gym environment is changing. I think the gym community is changing. It's such a wonderful, wholesome community where people are becoming so incredibly supportive. Um, I see less judgment and I see a lot more upliftment and support. So for those that are concerned about going because they're scared of being judged, um, I think you'll be very surprised by the people that you'll meet in the gyms, you know. So get out there, guys, and make the best out of it. Thank you so much, Noel. Or is it is it Noel or Noel? Because I, I, I've heard both. Yeah, it's so it's actually it, the way it's spelled is Noel, um, but it said oh. Noel, and I think that is purely because no one could ever say Noel. I think in South Africa, and so it just became Noel, and ah. well, it kind of stuck, and I mean that's how everyone in my family refers to me, so. Uh, okay. I'm probably most familiar with Noel, okay. um, but yeah, whatever works. Um, I've heard so many variations. <laughs> it's actually uh, a breath of fresh air to, uh, to hear people attempt to pronounce my name. Just, yeah, it looks uh, like I got to go back and edit that out a little bit. We'll see no, what we no, 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 <laughs> please, please leave it. I think, I think uh, you know, um, online, more people 
know me at this point as Noel, then what they do is Noel. So I see. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy either way, champ. Don't you worry. So that wraps up episode one of Jim Bro Talks. Make sure you're subscribing, you're following. I have and I will be inviting more guests on the show, but I want to hear from you guys. Who do you want on the show next and what questions do you want me to ask them? This is James from Jim Bro Talks. I'll see you in the next episode.